everybody. You got Cam Mayville here and the great Paul Lucas. Paul, how you doing, buddy? Great to see you. Doing good. Good to be here. Yes, we are Rug Wash Pros and Chem Max, and this is the home of Rug Rescue. So we've got uh, we've got an interesting topic, and and today is not about a call that came in, but more of a um, a post that was put into the rug room. And if you're not part of that, the rug room on Facebook is a great place to be to get a lot of great content, uh, education, where the next classes and chems and equipment are, what's going on, and all that good stuff. So make sure that you uh, check that out. Um, but the post was put in there and then the subject of Dicor came up and um, we know that there's different opinions, but, you know, Paul and I have always been the type that we believe in trying to be as careful as possible when you're cleaning these awesome uh, fibers that are out there and these rugs that we get to see. And, you know, we just believe in using every bit of caution that you possibly can. And there's a lot of times we believe that people go to products that do damage and people go to these products because they're really not aware of other things that may be out there. Maybe it's they just didn't know, nobody told them about it. And so they use something that's more nuclear, something that's more damaging because they're trying to get a result, like maybe get rid of an odor. And we know that this doesn't have to be done because we've been in the industry long enough. We deal with a lot of professionals every day, day in, day out. And Paul has made thousands and thousands and thousands of gallons of different products that have been extremely successful in this industry. So we wanted to take more of, I really wanted Paul to take a moment today to jump on this podcast and talk about Dichlor a little bit. So you guys understand exactly what it is and everything that Paul's going to tell you, you can go research on your own. It's out there. All you've got to do is go crack that book open, go get on Google, start researching. And if you accept the facts, then you'll get where we're coming from. Paul, go ahead, bud. Yes, we had a post and we have a, a relatively newer cleaner, at least to the Oriental rug side of things, uh, natural fibers. And uh, she was asking for advice on rugs that were contaminated. I think it was mold, mildew, musty smell. And uh, one of our uh, members, you know, said, you know, go get Dichlor and um, use that. And a lot of old school guys do use uh, either chlorine bleach or uh, dichlor, and um, you know, so it's common in in the industry, especially with the old school guys. Uh, but then uh, she's responding, "Well, I can't find it. Where do I buy it?" And I'm going, "Well, it's pool shock. Dichlor is pool shock, and it's you know, it's for killing all the uh, mold, mildew, uh, bacteria, fungus, you know, <laughs> viruses in your pool." And even that, it shocks, you know, the 10,000 gallons of water in your pool. And so I'm thinking, well, that's pool shock. And I go, wait a minute. She's going to put it on a wool rug. That's wool shock. I laughed really hard when I saw that comment. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, well, I can tell her where to get it because it's available everywhere and it's cheap. And I think that's one of the attractions to it. It's cheap and it's easy to get. But, you know, it's for, you know, it's destructive. It's a very strong oxidizer. Now, you know, in the past, I've talked about, I go, well, it's like bleach and rug. People say, well, it's not really bleach. Well, you know, when you add it to water, it, it basically is, very, it's, it's bleach's close cousin. And what the real issue is, is, is the free, um, 
you know, the free um, chlorine that's in it, the free oxygen, the oxygen that is not tied up and is usable. And bleach has a very high rate, and so does dichlor. It, it just has a lot of uh, the free oxygen, free chlorine. And so, therefore, it's a very fast, effective deodorizer, uh, color remover. Uh, but on natural fibers, especially cotton, oxidation is very destructive because it's a polymer of sugar, uh, the cellulosic fibers are, and oxidation breaks those polymer bonds. And so you're weakening uh, the structure of the, of the polymer. So, you know, you don't want to do that. Now, the reason we get away with it a little bit is because in a cotton fiber, you know, there's millions of bonds and the oxidation is, is breaking these bonds as you're using hydrogen peroxide or ozone or, uh, you know, bleach or dichlor. And if you do it and then get away from it, then, you know, quickly uh, and neutralize it, then you can get away with it. But if you put it in there and don't neutralize it, and, and nobody talked about that, and you know, Cam, as a rug cleaner, and I know as somebody that's been around the United States and beyond going and visiting rug cleaning plants and visiting professional cleaners, that you get a lot of rugs in and you just look at it, you know, from the distance. You haven't even unrolled it yet. And you can look at it and say, oh, they bleach damaged this because the fringes are destroyed. And then when you go inspect the rug and test it, you know, we always tell people in our training classes, you know, grab onto the end of that fringe and tug on it. Now, if it's, you know, if it's silk, it's going to have a little rubber band effect. It's going to stretch and snap back. And so one of the reasons you, you, you test it with that little tug, you know, is it a silk fringe? Now, you do that on a cotton fringe, and if it's been bleached, a lot of times those fibers just come right out with almost no effort. So you look at your, your, your fingers, and you got a bunch of cotton in between your fingers just from a slight tug. You know, and cotton's strong. I mean, you ever try to break a, a couple strings of cotton, you know, like on a thread, you know, sometimes you're going like, man, I, I got to put gloves on this hard to break this little thread. So when you're pulling on a fringe and the fibers are coming out, that's almost a certainty that they clean those fringes with bleach or some other form of oxidation like dichlor and it ruins it. And then also, if you're using it on the wool, it damages the wool because wool is a polymer of amino acids and it's it's bonded together. You start using a lot of oxidation, you start breaking those bonds. And so the wool gets weaker and especially natural dyes are affected by oxidation. So it's, you know, some of them aren't, you know, some are, are oxygen resistant, you know, um, you know, some of the, the pigments are, and uh, so, you know, you don't see that as much, but then other ones are easily faded by strong oxidation. So, you know, we're, we're damaging that fiber and we're damaging the dyes in that. And it's just, it's just uncalled for. And if you are going to use it, because uh, Cam and I have taught in class, like sometimes you get a fringe and it gets uh, color on, it gets dye bleed onto the fringe and it's really hard to get off. And sometimes the only thing that'll work is chlorine bleach. 
But when we teach it in class, we say, you know, this isn't what you want to do on every run. This is when a, this is a last resort. And then we show them how to use the weakest dilution that'll still get their job done. So you got you got a test for that. And we do that in every class. We're always testing to find out how strong to make redox reactions. That's part of the learning process. And then as soon as it does its job for you, you've got to neutralize it. And a lot of people don't. And so then that oxidation continues to move forward and destroy those uh, textiles and the dyes until it completely dries out. And then if it gets to be a humid day or it gets wet again, they reactivate. So you have to neutralize that if you're going to do it properly. But we teach it how to do it properly and seldom, only when you have to. You know, if you got a pigment uh, on the on the cotton or on the wool, that sometimes that's what you got to do. So the point I really wanted to make was there are other ways to oxidize a rug and get the deodorization that you want and the decontamination you want without using something that causes secondary damage. And that is chlorine dioxide. Yeah, it has chlorine in it, chlorine dioxide. But chlorine dioxide is a gas. That's, you know, that's what it is. It's a gas. But you can take that gas and dissolve the gas into water. Now, when you put bleach or dichlor or other strong oxidizers in water, it chlorinates the water. Now, the water itself becomes a bleaching agent because it's chlorinated. But when you take chlorine dioxide gas and dissolve it into water, it does not chlorinate the water. It remains a gas dissolved into the water, but independent chemically from the water. Now you go like that, well, I've never heard of that, or that sounds weird. But you know, we, we deal with it every day because a lot of us drink carbonated beverages. And so we like soda pop, we like, you know, drinks that are carbonated. And that what that is, is that you have added air, you know, the bubbles in that to the pop or to the liquid. And then when you drink it, you get that nice mouthfeel. And that's a gas dissolved into the beverage, okay? And also our bloodstream. Nitrogen is dissolved into our bloodstream so that we can get that nitrogen out of our body when we exhale. And so that gas goes into the blood and is dissolved, and then the lungs carry it back out. And, and you know all this for, if you're a scuba diver, because if, if you go diving and you come up too fast, then that nitrogen becomes bubbles in your blood and you get the, you get the bends and you can die from that. And so one of the big things of training you as a diver is to watch your ascent speed and never pass your bubbles. And then you have to do safety stops so you don't get that nitrogen to form bubbles in your in your bloodstream and in your brain and in your organs. So, you know, we all living mammals, you know, have this going on in their body. So with chlorine dioxide being put into the water, we get the full effect of the oxidation 
but we don't chlorinate the water. So it's only those molecules. So they come out of solution, turn back into a gas. And as they're exiting that textile, they're oxidizing, and then they go into the atmosphere and float away. And so you're not leaving a residual oxidizer because it evaporates. And it has a lot of free oxygen in it. Uh, the oxygen state of chlorine dioxide is three, whereas with the chlorine bleach, it's only one. So, you, you know, you do have the power there. Uh, it, you just have the safety where you don't have to worry about neutralizing. Uh, you're not chlorinating the water, so you're not dissolving the dyes and, and the polymers of the natural fiber. You know, so you're, you're, you're doing what you wanted to do with bleach and with dichlor without the secondary damage. It just makes all the sense in the world. Now, I know this on a firsthand basis because one of my good friends owns a carpet cleaning uh, and rug washing facility. He has a full-size facility. They're doing 50 rugs a day. Uh, in the busy time of the year, they do 100 rugs a day. You know, they're really rocking and rolling, have been for years. Okay, so I go down to visit them. They got this big cylindrical vertical tank and with like four or five inch big black letters, it says bleach. You know, I'm going like, uh, what's that for? Well, when we get urine soaked rugs or rugs that are really contaminated, category three sewer damage, you know, we, we hit them with bleach. And I'm going, you know, that's not really a good idea. Well, Paul, <clears throat> I don't know if you know anything or not, but that's what everybody does. Okay, so we go visit other rug cleaners and rug cleaning facilities, rug shops, and they they all use bleach. They have 55-gallon drums of it, you know? And I'm going, yeah, I know, I know. I, I've been to all those places too. And they have drums of 15% bleach. So I know what you're talking about, but just because everybody else does it does not mean it's right. And just because you do it doesn't mean it's right. You're damaging rugs when you're pouring you know, because that tank was like 210 gallons, 250 gallons. I don't remember exactly. It hit several of them. But I said, you know, you're putting that on and just washing it. You're not neutralizing the bleach. You're just bleaching it and running it through. And what doesn't rinse off is still in that textile because you're putting it in before you're rinsing. You're not neutralizing. You're going to damage something. And I said, you need to switch to our product, which uh, is um, odor out. Or for rugs, we now we call ancient secret formula because the odor out instructions were how to do wall-to-wall -wall carpet. And for rugs, it's like we got to have different instructions. So we came same price, same product, just two different labels. So that you know, because we hate to say to people, well, buy this, but don't follow the label directions. <laughs> so it's like so so ancient secret formula is chlorine dioxide based. And so with, with Mike, he's buying uh, drums of it from us and, and has been for years. But at the time, he just said, well, you know, the bleach works. It works great. I said, you go ruin people's rugs. And I said, you're, you're ruining them right now. It's just that nobody catches it. But, you know, when that rug comes back, you tuck on the fringes and they're all going to fall into your, you know, fall apart because you're, you're doing rugs over and over again. Well, anyways, finally, uh, time goes by. And. Uh, they end up ruining a rug and it was very expensive um, and they ended up having to replace it. And so he was kind of upset, you know, how do we 
you know, how do we avoid this? What do we do? I said, well, you're, you're using bleach. You need to get rid of that bleach and switch over to odor out because then you get the same effect or better, actually better, better deodorizing, better decontamination and no secondary damage. That's what you need to do. And he goes, yeah, but it's expensive. And I go, well, yeah, you know, the good stuff is expensive. The cheap stuff ain't good. You know, I mean, you know, that's what's going to happen. Well, the price upset him because, you know, he's buying the drums of bleach for a couple hundred dollars a drum. And then, you know, it's a couple hundred dollars more. It's twice the money for, you know, for the product, maybe, uh, maybe more than that. And so he, that he just wouldn't do it. So then time goes on. They ruin another run. He calls me up, you know, this happened, that happened. How do we fix it? What happened? I said, Mike, that's because you use bleach. You're bleaching them and, and you're taking the dot. He had money, uh, had polka dots like, or, but it was geometric was all like, and they all faded severely. And I'm going, well, you're going to have to dye them. He goes, Paul, there's like one every inch, <laughs> like thousands of them. On well, the you better get started. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, well, you ruined it. You know, I mean, you took the dye out. You got to put dye back in, you know, yeah. uh, get on your belly and spend a couple days, you know, on the floor uh, doing polka dots. I mean, you know, and so the, the point I'm making is now he's going, okay, yeah, the bleach is cheaper, but if I start considering the cost of rug replacements, you know, that I'm doing, you know, where's, where's the savings? Yeah. And plus the value of his cleaning to all his customers that send a rug in that, that smells. He He's shortening their lives, the lives of that rug, I should say. He's damaging that textile, whether he wants to admit it or not. So finally, he switched over to our um, ancient secret formula. Um, he buys it in drums and it's been for probably 10, 15 years. The, these are old stories, uh, but they haven't switched back because it works and they don't have secondary damage. So life is easier. You know, you can always raise your price, you know, cover your chemical costs. But frankly, when you get right down to it, your chemical cost is still a dollar, <laughs> you know, or or $2 or $3 or $4 to do a, a, a big run. So, you know, why are we damaging things over a couple bucks mm -hmm. when we could do a better job for just a little bit of chump change, it, it, you know, it's it's a to me there it's no question. You know, do 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 it right, do the right thing, and the the oxidation with dichlor and with chlorine bleach, you know, that's popular because it's old school, and you go back a hundred years, you know, they didn't have chlorine dioxide to use. It wasn't well known yet, and Bleach was what was available. But, you know, there was a lot of things that weren't available 100 years ago that we can't live without, you know, computers, cell phones, you know, uh, commercial aircraft. I mean, uh, the medicine that we have, you know. And so industry and professionals need to keep up with changing times. Yeah. So, you know, if we rode our horse or our jackass uh, to work to clean rugs, you know, we want to kind of move up from that and, you know, and, and ride to work in our automobile and use modern chemistry to achieve what is necessary 
and to protect the interests of our of our customers. Because you know, our customers, if we're doing this right, our customers are coming to us in our community because we are the textile expert. We're the wool expert. We're the oriental rug expert. We're the natural fiber expert. And what that means is you are up to date with you know best practice. And you're not doing things that grandfather learned from his grandfather uh, to to process their rugs. You you've moved forward, you know, and that and that's where why people will come to you, and that's why people will pay you a higher price than cleaning with a carpet cleaning service because they assume that you know more and that you are using the right chemistry, the right methods, the right tools, the right procedures, and you know how to do it. That's that's the assumption. Now all you got to do is do it. So, you know, uh, that, that that's why I got a little, you know, because I'm saying, okay, we got a newbie on, the, on our uh, Facebook page, uh, the, the Rug Room, and we're giving them bad advice. And I'm just imagining this person going down the pool supply, buying Dichlor, ruining a rug and now buying a rug just because us old timers didn't say to her look at there's a don't do it that way there's a better way to do it well and and it's so true paul and you know one of the questions i asked when we did the rug room live to you and, and the reason i asked this question of course it was a leading question to you but every class we've done we always talk to everyone about taking the carpet mentality and throwing it away you know and we try to explain to them when using oxidation and reduction, speed isn't your friend. You need to test. You need to slow things down. And I I heard one time, you know, someone try to justify the dichlor, you know, and then when they, as they were justifying it, they were talking, well, it saves me time because it works so fast. And I'm sitting there going, they just don't get it. it it's that speed, that fastness, that is going to do damage, whether you like it or not. And you try to, you know, try to get people to persuade, you know, you persuade people your way to believe it. You can't change the facts, can you? Well, really, a, a chlorine dioxide-based formula really is just as fast as these other products or, or close enough that it doesn't matter because you're going to have to get a stopwatch out to measure the difference, you know? And so, uh, and, and part of that is because, you know, most people use the bleach too strong. And so they're gonna get a little bit more speed because they're they're, they're nailing it, they're, they're nuking it. Whereas, yeah. you know, if you're following our label directions, you're, you're still way above what is necessary to clean a, a kill and deodorize. Um, but, that's the other factor. Speed is not is your enemy in most cases, and, and we're only talking a minute or two difference if there is one, and that's only because we're probably using a milder product as far as concentration. But mole to mole, molecule to molecule, chlorine dioxide is actually more effective than the bleach and the dichlor. It it is. It's so that that's really an invalid somebody's just defending themselves it's not really a valid um argument yeah and, and i tell you i've been using it for years now and ancient secret formula is an amazing product and 
you know, and we haven't even gotten, and, and we're not going to go into it now, but there's also other benefits that ancient secret formula will provide people with, um, especially when they're stripping rugs. So, but that's for a whole nother subject on another day, Paul. Well, well no, no, really uh, what it is, and I already said it, but just to reiterate it, it's a gas. So when it comes out of solution, zero residue, because it's yeah. turning into there. So that's a big benefit because chlorine dioxide is a gas. Well, and so that's one. Not, not to interrupt, Paul, but real, just real quick. I, I was just telling everybody last night too, we just did one. I mean, literally I walked into the shop one morning and the rug was dry, but the odor from the rug being in a sewer backup was still horrendous. And I said, guys, hit it with ancient secret formula front and back and go let it sit out in the sun for a while. Let it air out. And it took two applications. You could not smell anything. Completely gone. 100%. I mean, it's just, it, it's amazing how the product works and, and it does the job. Yep. And no residue too, from because a lot of deodorizers out there, and, and we make them, you know, so I, I know about them because we make them. But when you use them, if you don't rinse them all out when you're done, they leave a sticky residue behind. And so, and even like um, Woolzyme, as great as that is, you know, that's a bacterial enzyme digester. It needs to be rinsed out. You can't, you can't really leave it in. You got to, you got to clean it and rinse it. But the ancient secret formula doesn't require the rinsing because it evaporates. So not, no soil attracting, no long-term damage, uh, no short-term damage. It's just a better chemistry to go with. And that's, you know, we should be looking just like I do in my business. We, we've changed formulas. I, I had one of my employees say to me one time, he goes, why are you changing that? Everybody loves it. They say that's the best cleaner. And he goes, and now you're, you're changing it. I says, that's, that's how life is. You know, if you don't keep up, then after a while, it becomes old school. It becomes outdated. And everybody crushes you because you're stuck with the old formula. So we continuously are thinking, how can we make this better? And, and we do. I mean, things come along and it's like, yeah, I can do that better. So, you know, in, in your business, same thing. You know, is there a better way to do it? Is there a better procedure, better equipment, better chemistry, better uh, programs, better communication, you know, better training? All those things are things that you need to keep moving forward with. Absolutely. Hey, guys, just want to remind you, if you get a chance, please hit that like box and also subscribe to us. And we've got a lot more podcasts coming up. We've been a little bit busy lately, so I think we're a week or two behind, but we're we're going to put some more together here uh, through the next coming weeks and get them uh, get them posted for you. And uh, Paul, I appreciate you being here again. Paul Lucas of ChemMax. I'm Cam Mayville of Omaha Rug Cleaning and Rug Wash Pros. And this is the home of Rug Rescue. Guys, thanks again for being with us today. We've got a lot more to come. So take care. And until next time, keep it clean. Thanks, everybody.